When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Monday, July 31st, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians earned a split in the uh, four-game series in Chicago on Sunday. Uh, the offense looked really good, and Aaron Savali uh, looked really good as well. Uh, Jose Ramirez, another multi-home run game uh, for the Guardians, and uh, uh, it was uh, after he was uh, asked if he wanted a day off, so good thing uh, he talked his way out of that, right? Yeah, definitely. Tito had thought he looked a little frustrated. He was, you know, he was making outs and some big at bats in that series, Joe. And uh, they went up to him on Sunday morning and asked if he needed the day off or probably Saturday night, I should say, and asked if he needed the Sunday off. He said, no, he wanted to play. And uh, as as uh, Frank Gona said, thank goodness he wanted to play. Yeah, they've been doing a, a good job of, of rotating him at DH as much as possible and, and trying to get him days off of his feet in the field. But like you were saying, uh, some of these at-bats that he's been putting putting up, uh, obviously, you know, he doesn't like striking out. Uh, he likes putting the ball in play. And, uh, you know, sometimes he'll give away at-bats when um, when he gets behind in the count. And, and that was happening in, in some RBI situations. Uh, I can see why Tito had, had expressed, uh, you know, the thought of maybe, you know, wanting to give him a day off. But, uh, but ultimately, I, I guess when you're a Jose Ramirez, that decision's up to you. And and Jose likes to play. Yeah, he said, you know, when I come to the ballpark, I want to play. Uh, my off days are when the team is off. So I guess, uh, you know, that's pretty simple. But, you know, like you said, Joe, they have gone out of their way this year. Like when they face a lefty, he's he usually DHs. And, you know, uh, uh, like Freeman or somebody will play third base, gives him a, gives him a break there. Uh, but, uh, you know, it was good to see him, you know, really kind of, uh, you know, just have a big day and, and get going again. That's his third multi-homer game of the season, second in five games. So I don't know how frustrated he could be when, when, <laughs> when you do that. But, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, and he's moving up the uh, home run ranks in, uh, in franchise history. Uh, he passed Manny Ramirez uh, for multi-homer games. That was his 23rd of his career. He's now in fourth place. I think he tied Jim Tomey for fifth place in extra, you know, ga- games with uh, multi-extra base hits. So, you know, he's, he's, he's climbing the ladder for sure. Yeah, I think he took over 13th place, sole possession of 13th place uh, on uh, in, in total hits. Uh, he moved past Julio Franco uh, in the, in that regard. So, 
Yeah, a, a big day all around for Jose Ramirez. A, a nice day uh, for the Guardians against a team that, you know, by all accounts now, they, they should have no trouble beating the, uh, the not no trouble, but uh, they, they should win uh, against a, a Chicago team that, that has raised the white flag, as you wrote in your uh, your story. This is a team that's selling off its pieces. Uh, don't, you know, expect to see, uh, you know, major uh, parts uh, of the, you know, the pitching rotation and the, the bullpen uh, traded away before tomorrow's deadline. Uh, it, and, and the Guardians get uh, Chicago uh, back at home, uh, you know, at the end of this road trip. So, uh, you know, this is a team that they can use to as sort of a springboard to, to maybe uh, narrow that race in the, the American League Central even further. They're a half game back uh, of the Twins starting play tonight. Yeah, Joe, that's what would, that's, this whole series was pretty frustrating, just, you know, from the outside looking in. They won the opener, then they lose two straight to a, a White Sox team, like you said, is trade, you know, is conducting a fire sale. They've basically, you know, given up on the season. Uh, you know, they've kind of scuttled their own season and, but they lose, but Cleveland loses consecutive games to them and, and doesn't look good doing it. Their offense was in a, went, picked a bad time to go into a funk. And as, as, as usually happens in this case and in this division, especially, they lose two straight. The, the twins lose two straight. Mm-hmm. They finally won uh, yesterday, uh, you know, five to nothing. And the twins end up getting swept by Kansas City, the last place Royals. So this is a goofy division. And it's a division, you know, that is so wide open for, for Cleveland to make a move. And they just can't make a move. And, and I think maybe that more than anything is, is frustrating, had frustrated uh, Ramirez. Yeah. And, and it also, you know, makes them you know, candidates to try and do something at the trade deadline to sort of maybe jolt the offense uh, so that it, that trend doesn't happen. That they, they can reverse that trend of of uh, being able to take advantage when the twins lose and, and put some, you know, pass them up and, and put some distance between them in the, in the AL Central race. Uh, I, just one thought occurred to me uh, following the uh, the series uh, with Chicago over the weekend and the, the upcoming series at, at home against Chicago. Uh, any audience pitcher that puts a ball over the, over the plate to Jake Berger uh, should be fined and, uh, you know, have his trousers run up the flagpole or something. Just, uh, you know, this is that was a guy who who, who had a, a heck of a series against Cleveland in Chicago. Oh, my goodness. This guy, you know, like he's hit like 25 home runs and five of them have been against Cleveland pitching. I mean, they just keep making mistakes to this guy and he keeps hitting it out of the ballpark. And, you know, it, eventually, you know, I think he hit two off Tanner Bybee on uh, on uh, Thursday night and finally Bybee walked him, you know, duh, mm-hmm. well, come on, let's go. That's what pitch around this guy. Don't let him beat you. Yeah, that was uh, interesting to to sort of watch and, and set up some uh, some things for next week. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, we've got the matter at hand. Uh, the uh, the Guardians are in um, uh, in Houston right now, and uh, Thor is with them. Uh, Noah Syndergaard will make his Guardians debut uh, tonight uh, as um, as he takes on uh, JP France and the Astros. Yeah, it's going to be interesting um, just to see what what Syndergaard can do. You know, he's um, interesting guy. You know, six six, two hundred forty pounds. Joe, he 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 looks like a uh, 
he looks like a uh, you know he looks like a big league pitcher and uh you know right now uh, he threw a bullpen for for him on Friday they said everything went well and they're just going to they're just I think right now they're just going to back off Terry Francona and uh pitching coach Carl Wilson watch this guy pitch let him kind of, you know, let him do his own thing, you know, instead of getting in his ear and telling him to do this and that. And uh, after maybe two or three starts, you know, then they'll make some suggestions. But this is a, this is a big and an interesting start for a Syndergaard and Cleveland because, you know, they've got to they've got to have a they've got to fill that fifth spot in a rotation. And right now he's the lead candidate. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, Jose Altuve, both will be back with, uh, are, are back with Houston after, uh, both being on the injured list. Uh, so that'll make the, uh, the series interesting. Uh, we heard Cal Quantrill yesterday, uh, through a bullpen. We'll get the, you know, the results of that, how he comes in, uh, the day after. Uh, we'll talk to Tito here, uh, in a few hours, but, uh, just what, where, what does Quantrill being at least on a path to being maybe available at some point in August? Uh, mean for the Guardians? Well, I think, you know, it means a couple different things. I mean, I talked to Cal yesterday before he threw the pen and uh, he said, you know, the shoulder is it, it it's, you know, the recovery time isn't like in a straight line with the shoulder, you know, it's a little different, I guess, than an elbow or, or any other body part. So, you know, he's had some ups and downs with it. Uh, you know, so yesterday's bullpen was an important step for him. You know, he wants to be out there. He thinks he'll be out there, but you know, they, they kind of rushed him back. He rushed himself back the first time. They're not going to do that again. So, you know, he's kind of, you know, coming on, but with, uh, you know, kind of a, you know, a, a cautionary flag next to his name. And, you know, with, if Quantrill does come back and the, and the Guardians are convinced he will come back, maybe that opens the door for, for them to make a deal, Joe, with one of their starting pitchers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you wrote a, a story today on Cleveland.com about, uh, interest out there in Aaron Savali. Uh, teams want, uh, exactly what he is. He's, a uh, He's a, a solid innings eater who, uh, you, you know, can can be a, a starting piece for them, but also has a, a couple of years of controllability beyond this uh, this season. So he's not just a rental. Uh, what are you hearing about other teams' interest in Savali? And 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 really, maybe we should start with why would the Guardians trade their one last standing reliable veteran starter right now? Yeah, that's uh, that's the uh, the really kind of puzzling thing here. You know, I've talked to a couple of scouts that you know that have asked you know what what's what Savali's likes, so checking on their his background, what kind of guy he is in the locker room, that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's kind of you know that's interesting stuff. I mean, uh, I, it doesn't mean they're going to make a deal for him, but you know, obviously teams like the Reds. Uh, the Orioles, uh, the Rays, you know, even even Houston has has been following uh, uh, gu- uh, the Guardians when he pitches. So it, you know, that's kind of you know. So it's, he's obviously had a good year. He's had a bounce back year. Um, but but <laughs> I mean, I don't know how they make it work if they if they trade him. Do you, Joe? I I, I don't see it. You know, like we were saying, McKenzie and Bieber are, are on the IL until September, and when, when they come back. They're, they're going to be, like you said, show me starts. You know, they're not going to be ready for the stretch run. Right. And yeah, you can't have in your mind that Bieber and Savali are going to be viable options for a competitive team down the stretch uh, when they when they do get back on the mound, if they do get back on the mound in September. Uh, those those outings are, are really more for 
you know, for Bieber, it's to show other teams that he he's pitching without his arm falling off. And uh, for McKenzie, it's more to show to prove to McKenzie that he's healthy and ready to go into next season. Uh, I don't think that that those are, are going to be looked at as starts where uh, you want to see them go deep into games and win you uh, games over a stretch. It's more like, hey, go into this, come out healthy and, and get ready for next year, uh, actually, for both of those guys. Uh, and the other reason why I can't, I think you can't trade uh, Savali is, is the, the message that it would send to the clubhouse. Uh, that's, you know, basically we're, we're telling you to, to, to try and make the playoffs and, and try and win a division with, uh, you know, without the equipment to do so. We're, we're, we're taking away all the pieces and parts. Uh, you know, that wasn't necessarily the case with the men Rosario because you knew that Rosario had three, four guys behind him who could, who could fill in and play and, and, and maybe prove themselves. But with Savali, this is just, you, he's a known commodity and, and, you know, 12 starts this season, uh, going into yesterday's game, uh, 4-2 record, 2.54 ERA, 71 innings, 20 walks, 54 strikeouts, and, and opponents were hitting uh, 212 against him. Uh, but in six road starts prior to yesterday's game, uh, he had a 1.97 ERA, uh, and, and he only, uh, you know, improved on all those numbers yesterday. So, so yeah, it, it's not like uh, he's a, a guy who um, – isn't going out there and, and doing the job. He, that's why he's attractive to other teams right now, but he's also attractive to the guardians because they, they need what he's able to do. Yeah, Joe. And, and I'm just thinking, I mean, okay, if you do trade him, um, maybe, uh, maybe uh, Quantrill comes back, maybe Syndergaard's more than a warm body. Maybe you throw uh, Curry, you know, you promote Curry into the rotation, um, but you still have, you know, three rookies in there, Gavin Williams, Logan Allen, and uh, uh, Tanner Bybee, that you're, you're, you're watching their innings. you got to, you know, monitor their innings in August and September. So, you know, you, you have to have a lead dog starter. You have to have a guy that's, you know, every every time out is going to get you into the sixth inning. And right now, Savali's that guy. But who knows? You know, they desperately need another hitter. I don't know. If they, they Obviously, Oscar Gonzalez came up, you know, he, with a chance to fill that role. Will he get the opportunity to fill it? I don't know. But, you know, if you're going to compete, if you're going to win the Central, you, you have to have a better offense than they've shown. But, you know, I'm, I mean, do, what if you get – I don't even know if you, – you, you, you've got to get a bat back, to you, but you get a starter back too for Savali? I don't know what you get, would get in return. Or do you turn around and make another trade for a starter with some of the prospects that, they, that, that they've uh, been, store, you know, storing away? Yeah, and that's that's the other thing is you would be pushing some of those guys who might not be ready uh, to to do so to, to to come up. You know, I I know that, that Terry Francona has said Joey Cantillo is is probably not ready this season to to come up. Uh, you that would be the name that everybody would be clamoring clamoring for who follows uh, the Guardians minor league system. But but really, if he's not ready, you wouldn't want to put him in a situation where he could hurt himself and. And that would be, uh, you know, I, I think a really bad decision. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on uh, if they if they do make a move like that, then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll obviously have it for you uh, first on our subtext subscription uh, site, uh, $3.99 a month. Uh, if you want to sign up uh, for uh, subtext messages sent directly to your cell phone uh, in text form, uh, text conversations with Hoinsey and myself as we cover the team uh, on the road and at the ballpark. Uh, we get uh, all of that information to you first. Uh, you know, if, if we walk into the clubhouse and they're 
packing up Aaron Savale's locker. Uh, we, we know that a move has been made. Uh, we get that information out to you uh, probably uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, and, and we get the reaction and, and analysis first as well. Uh, 216-208-4346 is the number to send a text message to to sign up. Uh, and if you get a chance, uh, you know, go to cleveland.com slash subtext and, uh, and join in the conversation there. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, the trade deadline is, uh, you know, a, a, a little, little more than a 24 hours away. Uh, the six o'clock deadline on Tuesday, uh, and Max Scherzer has already been traded. Uh, Texas is pushing all of its chips, uh, you know, the Rangers, all of its chips to the center of the table. They acquired Max Scherzer. Uh, they acquired Jordan Montgomery from St. Louis. Uh, what's the, what was your reaction when you saw Scherzer, uh, ending his time in, uh, with the Mets? Yeah. I, you know, Scherzer signs that big deal with the Mets, what, three years, over 40 million a year, whatever it was. And he's, and he's gone in a flash, you know, he's like, he's reached the hired gun stage of his career, you know, where, where a contender can get him for the stretch run. But Joe, I, I just don't know how much he has left. I mean, great competitor, uh, but I think that's a risky deal for, for, for the Rangers. I know they have really no chance with DeGrom down for the season with uh, Tommy John. Uh, but, you know, Scherzer worries me because he kind of bailed on the Dodgers last year. He, went, he didn't mm-hmm. pitch in, in the postseason. I mean, are you gonna, is he going to do the same thing with Texas? Yeah, and, and that's uh, sort of the thing is, uh, you know, what are you going to be able to get out of him? How convinced are you that he's – his heart is in it right now, or is he just, uh, you know, chasing paychecks at the at the end? And but the other thing is, if you're Texas, I can understand why you got Jordan Montgomery, why you got Max yeah. Scherzer, because you have no pitching and you can't just bludgeon uh, teams to death with your your offense, which is understandably it's very good. But if you don't, you know, make improvements to your your rotation and your bullpen, uh, you're not going to go very deep in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, pitching dominates in the playoffs, you know, at, at, at critical times. You know, Scherzer certainly is, is, you know, he's a competitive guy. He's been through uh, the postseason. You know, he knows how to win. You just don't know, I mean, how much he, he's got left. And, uh, you know, for, for a short spurt, okay, you know, maybe maybe this is just what the Rangers need because that owner has spent and spent and spent over the last two years. I don't think he's going to stop now. Yeah, and and honestly, Steve Cohen spending, uh, you know, isn't is is not uh, headlines or news or anything like that. He's he's going to keep doing uh, what he's doing. Uh, but the other thing is, uh, we we find out that Justin Verlander now, the other guy that paired with Scherzer in New York uh, to make up that uh, ancient and decrepit rotation, uh, now uh, is is also on the trade block. Uh, do you see him going to a a team like uh, like Anaheim? Uh, I'm sorry, Los Angeles. Uh, the Angels could could he uh, you know fit in there, or is there a, another team that that could need a guy like Justin Verlander? He sounds like a Dodger to me, Joe. He sounds <laughs> like a Dodger, you know that he's he's kind of you know he's come off the IL, he's pitching well, you know as opposed to Scherzer who's been a little up and down. You know Verlander has pitched well since coming off the injured list. Uh, he sounds like a you know sounds like a stretch run guy to me. For a Hollywood, definitely. Maybe, maybe he's a uh, maybe he's a bird. Maybe he's an Oriole. The they could yeah, be players uh, yeah, as definitely. well. It's another place that would uh, would also fit 
for Justin Verlander, and he's certainly got the credentials uh, to to be there. All right, we will um, uh, we'll be in touch and uh, have our fingers on the pulse of the trade deadline talk uh, over the next 24 hours. Uh, if we need to have an emergency podcast or uh, you know anything else, we'll uh, we'll jump in with that. Uh, again, the best way uh, is to sign up, subscribe to Subtext. Uh, and and get uh, whatever information we have immediately there. Uh, but we will be uh, following the the trade deadline and all of its uh, machinations uh, over the next 24 hours. Hoinsey will check back in with you on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast uh, from Houston uh, tomorrow. All right. Good luck, Joe.